Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Everybody, we're on a streak. We're on a streak here at the Chairshot Radio Network on thechairshot.com. That is, that is right. You are listening to consecutive episodes of Hockey Talk. That's right, everybody. You are here for Hockey Talk, hosted by myself, Patrick O'Dowd. I am joined by my good friend, the lawyer, David Ungar. There have been no Disney trips. There have been no bowling tournaments. There have been no random concerts. There's been no, I had a surprise bowel movement and couldn't make it for the show. There has been nothing intense or insane to stop us. Back-to-back episodes of Hockey Talk. David Ungar, can you believe it? I got to remember that bowel movement uh, excuse. That That's a good one to keep under in the back pocket someday. Sorry, guys. I can't make the recording tonight. I got to take a huge shit. That's right. That's unique. It is a new one. Dave, how you been? How you been? It is. We we are recording here on a Sunday for a show airing on a Tuesday. It's been a busy week for me. How's your week been? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been hectic as usual. A little. uh, It was a short week because we had the holiday on Monday, and then I took. took friday off needed to burn some vacation time but otherwise yeah i mean got got to watch some hockey here and there which was cool from uh i started to watch some hockey we we had this conversation i started to watch some hockey and then i turned it off because i i sit dave 
a text on Saturday where I went, ooh, the Blues are on national television. They are on ABC playing the Detroit Red Wings. I, I had missed the start of the I had missed the first period. So I switch over to ABC during the intermission report. St. Louis Blues zero, Detroit Red Wings four. And I went, well, that's enough for me. Then Dave tries to tweet or text me the hope. He's like, oh, hold on. The comeback is on because the Blues scored a goal. I flip back over there. It's five to one. And I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm done. It ain't happening today. It did not happen. Um, no. The Detroit Red Wings defeated my Blues. And and I am I am sad. Like, I'm sad, too, because I needed the Blues to win to uh, help the Caps they had, out. They, they, had one, they had one job, and they failed it. Six to one was that final, by the way. It, uh, yeah. News, never got better. Newsflash. Detroit's good. Um, <laughs> so there you go. They are good. They are good. You know, I'm, I, I said this two year, or a couple of shows ago. I was like two seasons too early on Detroit. I was also too, you know, I'm still too early on, on the Blackhawks, though, Blackhawks, though I'm bullish that someday the Blackhawks will not be a last place team in the NHL. I just, I feel like, oh, I get it, they're still building, they're still building, they'll get there, uh, but I, I I will be a believer eventually. Uh, Dave, before, you know, we've got, we had quite the week that was in the NHL. Today, as we're recording this, is actually TNT's celebration of the NHL. Tons of games on today, a bunch of them going on as we record right now. This is one of my favorite times of year in all of sports. And for a lot of sports fans, it's one of the best times of year because you have the NBA as teams are heading toward their playoff pushes. The NHL, we're heading towards the trade deadline and and playoff pushes. NCAA basketball heating up in a big, big way. The other reason that I did not have to watch the St. Louis Blues play hockey is because my beloved Fighting Illini were playing basketball against the University of Iowa where – I had to sweat out a game for about 30 minutes of a 40-minute game as as Illinois was struggling a little bit. Illinois, sorry, this has nothing to do with anything, and I should actually save this for the new podcast. I'm like, Dave, I'm on four podcasts now. Did you know what? this? What now? Oh, I know. Are, you, are you on the pick and roll? Is that you? PC, PC Tunney convinced me to do an NCAA tournament push podcast. So basically for the rest of the month of February and probably a good portion of the month of March – Tony and I are doing a podcast that will be airing on, I think it's Thursday I is saw, where it is. I'm now, yeah, I saw the first I'm now four days in a row uh, called the Pick and Roll Podcast, where if you listen to this past week's Pick and Roll Podcast, you can listen to every one of Patrick O'Dowd's bad takes. Every one of them. I, got, I had one good take on that podcast where I, I told people to watch out for Wake Forest. I predicted them beating Duke yeah. this past weekend, and they did beat Duke. But man, I, I was like, Baylor's gonna be good. They're gonna. I, I said Baylor was gonna win two games this past week. They lost both games this week. Uh, I, yeah, I was, I was not, I was not great on my takes. Didn't, I was just not uh, great. Your Illini had a rough, a bit of a rough week, didn't they? Uh, yeah. Well, so that's the thing is they, they had, they lost a seven point lead to Penn State in thirty five seconds. That's and, talent. That's talent, kid. Well. There were, and it was a it was a confluence of things, right? Like it was literally a scenario where everything that that could go wrong did go wrong for the Illini. They they suddenly just it was it was really strange because Penn State had been plucky the whole game, and Illinois 
in in the last month and a half, like their defensive metrics have been not just bad, they've been abysmal. Like their non-conference schedule, Illinois was a top 20 defense by all metrics and was playing really, really well. And then something just bizarre started happening where they got exposed. Like they just decided they couldn't stop a dribble drive. They 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 started getting killed in the post and just suddenly everything that they were doing well, if you go watch them for the first two months of the season, they 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 communicated really well. They were they were really really tough defensively. And some of this is scouting, some of this was effort. And Illinois just let Penn State hang around, hang around. Penn State would get within five. Illinois would extend it out to like 10. Or, they were up 12 with, I want to say, like six minutes to go. Mm-hmm. Like, that, the, by no logic should they have lost that game. And they just, they, they turned the ball over in a couple of really nightmarish ways. Mm-hmm. Like, we had a senior, we had a, our senior all-American caliber player try to dribble through a trap had the ball taken away with a four-point lead, had the ball taken away, that resulted in a layup to make it a two-point game. The the play prior, Illinois has a player go in when you're up seven. They're up seven. They, they drive the lane. Dude misses a layup. Two Illinois defenders or two Illinois offensive guys who have been killing Penn State on the offensive glass don't come up with a rebound. It results in a four-on-one Fast break the other way. Penn State guy could have taken a layup to make the game a five-point game, but with a lone Illinois defender and three guys there to get an offensive board, he pulls up and hits a three. Suddenly, Penn State's up four. Illinois inbounds the ball. Inbounds the ball. That's where the turnover happens, where the player, the player who tried to dribble through, was hoping for a foul. The officials didn't give it to him. And, and here's the thing: is he was fouled, but it doesn't matter. Officials didn't give it to him. Leads to a two-point layup. Ensuing play, Illinois has to call back-to-back timeouts, Dave, to get the ball inbounds. Gets the ball inbounds, hands it over to their one of their other top players, Coleman Hawkins. He, again begging for a foul, travels. The officials don't call the travel. He gets the foul call. He misses both free throws and a double bonus. Penn State comes back with 18 seconds to go, down to same player, guy is down in the shot clock with about, or down on the clock with about four seconds to go, heaves a desperation through. That shot was not going to go in. But the player who just missed the two free throws gets overextended on the closeout. Momentum is carrying him forward, fouls the shooter after the ball is let go. Dude hits three free throws. Illinois misses the layup, loses by a point. It was a devastating loss which is why yesterday's game for Illinois was so very important because they they won, they kind of tightened up their defense, uh, especially in the last 10 minutes. But that game had me so frustrated because the the starting five for Illinois was, was playing with no fire. Mm. And it was so bad that the coach, Brad Underwood, yanked all five starters from the floor at the 18-minute mark in the second half after they chucked four straight threes to miss allowed a 7-0 run for Iowa to turn a one-point deficit into a four-point lead or a five-point lead something like that he yanked he turned around he picked five dudes off the bench sent them in and here's the thing is that turned around the game because those guys while they didn't retake a lead like they didn't go on a run they basically held serve and went eight points for eight points with Iowa like they traded back and forth and Underwood 
kept his starters on the bench, threw the under 16 timeout, and then st- and then and then put everybody, you know, yanked everybody from the bench back on, got the starters, and the starters finally got the message and played with some fire and some tenacity. Nothing to do with hockey. <laughs> I just I saw that when they he, when they lost the other night, I'm like, oh man, it's gotta hurt. I when when Illinois when he yanked the starters as a fan, and everybody's been here as a fan, I went numb, like completely numb to everything that was happening in the game because I had literally exhausted rage. And and my family gets really upset with me with the way I fan because I fan really, really hard and I will yell at a television screen and I will get very, very frustrated. And they don't like that because they don't understand how somebody can be that passionate about a thing. But but like I, I went just stone cold quiet and suddenly as i'm watching this game unfold i it took it took a good run at the end of the game for me to at least get back and be like somewhat hopeful because i'm still i'm not sure i'm not sold on the team and where where they really are but defensively the last 10 minutes of the game defensively illinois looked like a good basketball team so if you want that kind of fan but yeah the caps kind of burned me out of that after after all those years. Well, of- and, and to take this to hockey, like I used to be that with hockey until, and, and maybe this was true for you. For me, finally winning a cup really changed my fandom and my passion. Yeah. Because I used to get so angry. And to carry this forward into like fan bases today, uh, so many fan bases, I, I, I understand the outraged fan at a team that has dealt with futility. Like, if you're an Ottawa Senators fan and your team is terrible, I feel you and understand and and appreciate your outrage. Or a San Jose Sharks fan, like I understand and appreciate your outrage. Or a but Washington I a Wizards fan, yes, that's fun. Fun sure. times. <laughs> but I'm keeping it with hockey. Like we're we're on, we're on hockey oh, talk. Yeah. Let's let's keep it to the hockey talk because I I do want to share a pet peeve story. Where I am sitting, uh, I'm sitting around on the Facebook and watching. I think I was watching a Bruins game. Like Bruins game was on, and so I was, I was just, you know, I was watching the game and and just sort of enjoying what was happening. And while I'm while I'm watching this game, a, a mutual a friend of mine, a local friend of mine, he pops onto Facebook and is like, "The Bruins fucking suck," and I had to be like. Dude, your team is in first place in your division. They're, you know, they've and they've been solidly in first. Your your team is facing a little bit of adversity. You're in a lull, and now you're like the Bruins suck. You're the worst kind of fan. Those are the fans I can't stand. The fans that have had it so good for so long that when their team goes into a lull, and make no mistake, and we can talk, we can start there because I wanted to start with. We haven't even done a rundown on the show. We can start with just talking about like life around the league and how teams are doing. The Bruins are in a bit of a lull right now. And here's what's funny. Bit of a lull for the Boston Bruins means four straight overtime games. That's that's what bit of a lull means for the Boston Bruins. Yeah. A bit of a lull, three, three, and four in their last 10. That's a lull for the Boston Bruins. And it's you got fans out there being, we fucking suck. Still they're, now place. they're, they're, their first place positioning is tenuous. Let's be real. Like they are, they are sitting at 81 points by virtue of all these overtime games. Cause Florida has more wins 
but they also have more losses because they haven't gone to OT nearly as often as the Bruins have. And it's one of my favorite fluky parts about hockey, right? Is that overtime, you go to overtime, you get a point. Like it's just, it's one of those, I don't know if I'd call it charming. I don't know how I would describe it, but you know, they're a point behind the Bruins because they've lost more than they've gone to overtime. And we've talked about, I mean, for years they've talked about the, so-called three-point game where you know teams get down in that last few minutes and nobody's trying hey look let's at least all of us get out of here with a point and then somebody will get the extra point but yeah you look at like uh that extra point makes a big difference in the standings in some places you know and i i get the rationale like well let's all get out of here with a point and like you know um you know the caps got a point against florida last night in a game they probably should have won but um you know it, yeah i mean <laughs> The Bruins, I hear what you're saying. You know, the, the fan bases of like teams like like Boston, who's been perennially good and just kind of, you know, has some issues getting over the top. Colorado had the same thing for a while. Vegas and Seattle fans can't complain. It's like you guys have no place right. to complain. You- like I just I just don't get bitching about that thing. Like like I don't get it. Like you're not a long suffering fan base. You're getting a bite at the apple basically every goddamn season what you miss the playoffs like once yeah in the last five years and you're and you're pissing and moaning meanwhile you got teams like columbus that that like are just happy to be in this conversation for a wild card spot maybe and i think- like those fans should those fans get to be pissy i actually here's another team that's successful all the time that i actually empathize with toronto because toronto Toronto is so close so often, and then they lose. They're like one of those. Like I get that. They're good, but not good enough teams. And there's a bunch of them. Like the Rangers. Yes. The Rangers are another one who's like good, but not quite good enough. And Colorado well, was that way until they broke through. Let's talk about the Rangers right yeah. now, by the way, who today, as we're recording this, they are going to Columbus, woeful Columbus, with an opportunity to win their 11th game in a row, which start. would be a franchise record for the New York Rangers. We got to start and watching so, them creeping up on the record. So. I don't I don't know. Let's I you know I was going to look at their schedule just to kind of see what they've got coming, but you know with with Shesterkin playing the way he is right now, you know he he made 39 saves well, yesterday. If I'm, re- if I'm reading this correctly, they've got a home and home with the uh Blue Jackets. So there you figure, okay, they're at 12 so wins that's, in a row. That's, good. <laughs> that's, that's, probably, that's probably two, yeah. And then uh, they're in Columbus today. Oh, my goodness. This will be the game. March 2nd, the two hottest teams in the league, Rangers and Maple Leafs in Toronto. Toronto's won seven in a row. Um, they have. Austin they're, Matthews, they're on a streak right now. You too. see, like, we, we were talking about it a couple weeks ago, and I put it in, like, the, the uh, recap or the show notes about whether Austin Matthews can get to 70 goals. He's on pace for 76 right now which is remarkable you know it's here and they're He's on a tear. we a might tear. talk about we might actually talk about austin matthews in the second half of this program because yeah. people you you all don't know this i got a little surprise for dave but for the second part of the i'm show. gonna say he doesn't know what it is yet <laughs> they get the back-to-back wins against the jackets then you got to go to toronto florida comes to madison square garden that's going to be tough uh and then yep. the blues come in which won't be a, an easy game <laughs> either so it won't be an easy game but they should beat the blue like I love I love my blues. They they um, they're coming back. They came back down to earth a little bit. They, you know after that hot start after the All Star break, they're you know they're five and five in their last ten. They they lost yesterday as I as I noted at top at the top of the show. And by yesterday, I mean they lost on Saturday the twenty fourth. As you all listen to this on Tuesday the twenty seventh, <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I I just you can't you can't help but be like these winning streaks, like and those are the those are the two big ones as as Dave just you know noted that seven game you know seven game win streak and a, and a ten game win streak. If both of those teams keep winning. That that could be really exciting down down uh, down the stretch and, and you know again as the New York Rangers take their turn at history. Uh, yes. I don't know that it'll get that far. I do I do hope they set the franchise record. I hope. Yeah. Sorry, did I say I said Toronto? Toronto is what I meant. Um, I think I said the wrong. Thing. I was just like looking at like, oh, uh, the Rangers and Caps are done with each other this year. Split that series, so that was. I mean, when you think about the struggles that Washington has had, but they played New York. The Rangers tough. So I mean, right. But yeah, um, yeah, New York man, Shesterkin's playing out of his damn mind, and. And you know yep. they've got they're just they're just one of those teams that you always worried about their scoring and they seem to be okay with that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's they're they're definitely peaking at the right time. I mean we're what twenty four twenty three ish games away from the end of this regular season, so you worry, right. you well, worry about are they peaking at the right time? Though? Yeah, they like, might be like, too like, soon. I would say this we're 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 a month we're at a month left in the season. Like, is this when you want to peak? I don't know if that's that's really what you Edmonton want. Edmonton so. may have peaked too soon uh rangers maybe nah, i think ed, i think i think edmonton's gonna be okay i think edmonton yeah. you know they've lost two in a row they're having a they're having a again a rough go in their last 10 they're four or five and one so so yeah i just the talent's gonna win out there i think they'll recover i think they'll be fine um and the teams that i think the blues you know we were talking about the blues i think the blues they're in that third they're in, they're in that third spot for the wild card right now um i i just think that they've lost their new coach shine because that's that's what happens. You get your new coach boost, and I, it's just not going to be a Craig Berube situation. Now, that being said, the Minnesota Wild aren't particularly scary. Uh, I'd be I'd, I'd, honestly, I'd be more scared of Calgary than I would be of uh, of St. Louis or the Kraken, who are are lurking back there a, a few points back. Like, yeah. it, but between the two teams, I, I don't trust Minnesota. I I trust Calgary or, or the Kraken more than I trust Minnesota. Yeah, I, I I like your guys' chances a lot better than mine. I mean, Caps have been playing well since the All-Star break. The Blues are in the conversation. Yeah, the Blues are in the conversation. The Caps are playing well, as well as they probably can. They probably have lost TJ Oshie for the year. We're still waiting to hear um, the injury right. report. But the teams in front of them aren't. It's like when you look at that and you say, well, the Devils, yeah, we can catch them. Tampa Bay, okay, we beat them the other night, but that's going to be a tough t- sell. And Detroit, who just... Um, the Patrick Kane deal with Detroit um, kind of flew it's under the radar a, a little bit. For them. It's Matt, and they're going to back to Chicago today. Um, but I, back back when we talked about them picking them up, I said this may be like that is a guy with cup experience. That is a a, a veteran who's playing for titles. Like that's where he is in his career. Like he's a Hall of Fame hockey player. Now it's it's about getting another ring. It's getting another hoist of the cup. Think about this: if you are the Rangers or the Bruins, and, and you know, assume for a second they hold on and they win their divisions, and nothing changes. As a division winner, you're looking at playing Detroit and Tampa Bay. And as a division winner, yep. I don't want either of them. <laughs> to be honest with you, they're dangerous. You don't you don't want to play teams that that are kind of unaware of the moment in a good way. Or, like you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's like that old adage of playing a freshman in a in a sporting event in college to to use it like they or a rookie a rookie coming up to bat in a in a pinch hit situation in a big situation that they just they don't know like they don't feel the moment in the same way because they're just like or, they're at that point in their career yeah. where they're just playing to 
to play. Or on the flip side, do you really want to play Tampa Bay in the first round of the playoffs? A team with multiple Stanley Cup appearances, who knows how to win, all that veteran leadership, and and they probably haven't hit their stride. It's like, nope, I don't want that either. So, no, not at all. So I I look forward to this um, this next week. I think it'll be it'll I think it'll be a good one. Yeah. Um, all right. We are. I, I'm sorry to, to kind of gloss over where we are in the NHL, but I'm really excited about um, getting through the commercial break because I got a little game I want to play with you, Dave, and I think you're going to enjoy it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and I'm springing this on you because this is a little bit harder than I thought it would be when I did the exercise thinking about it for the show. So I, I got a leg up, but uh, I think you're going to like it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then Dave and I are going to have a little fun playing a little game, talking about some hockey players. You're listening to Hockey Talk here on the ChairShot Radio Network, part of the ChairShot.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshop.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshop.com. So as I was getting ready, oh, sorry, by the way, welcome back, everyone, to Hockey Talk. Patrick O'Dowd, David Ungar, Chairshot Radio Network, part of thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Uh, head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. If you love what you do, love what we do and you want to support us, you know, spend a few bucks on a t-shirt, $19.99 for your standard shirt, a few dollars more to get it soft style. It feels great in your giblets. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you, Dave. I was ready to not put over the brand. For the brand. I mean, it's just a, somebody named Pat putting something over for the brand. I mean, go figure it out, right? Uh, I, you would think I would do it. So, as I was tooling around, getting ready for the show this week and kind of looking at what was going on, I, an article came across my eyes while I was on NHL.com where the NHL.com writers were debating their top United States-born players of all time. And it was funny because I was like, oh, this would be a great exercise. I'm going to have to, I'm going to, I'm going to write. So I start writing down all these names of all these players I love. And I'm like typing them into Google just to make sure. And it was like, Canada, 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 Canada. One of my favorite, my favorite player of all time until, until he left for Dallas was, was at least defined as Canadian American, but he was born in Canada. Uh, Brett Hull, uh, you know, his, his dad was, his dad was Canadian. 
Uh, and so I thought it would be fun to just spend a little time talking about our favorite American-born players. And so to give you a little time to think about it, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the names that were listed on the NHL site. None of them, by the way, on on my my personal list of. And here's the thing: is I I, I love the, uh, the my top player. I love the dude, but I hated him because he didn't play for my team and he killed my team. Uh, if you if you haven't figured out, he was a Blackhawk. Um, there's a lot of Blackhawks I respect that I kind of hate, uh, but. The NHL.com writers, their their list of names in the argument. Uh, guys getting his jersey retired in Chicago, Chris Chelios, Jim Craig. Sure, you love you some Jim Craig. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bill Guerin, Val James. And here's another. This is the one guy that was on the list. I was like, oh, good one. Uh, I love Brian Leach back in the day for the oh, Rangers. Yeah. He was a pain he in the ass. He was a fucking monster. He was a monster. I loved him. Uh I wasn't a big Rangers fan, but you had to you had to respect uh, Brian Leach, J.T. Miller, uh, Zach Parise, uh, Zach Parise, uh, Matthew and Brady Kachuk, mm-hmm. which you know Keith Kachuk also really really great American board player. I'm leaving one name out of their list just in case you wanted to to recognize it. Uh, but I had to I actually Googled this and then went and read an article. I looked at an article by John Bouchergross to see if he had my favorite on there, but just. Kind of as you're sitting there thinking off the top of your head, I'm sorry to spring this on you. I should have probably told you ahead of time, but I figured you're smarter than me at naming American-born players and know some American-born players. We just had the, the anniversary of the Miracle on Ice, by the way. Yes, we did. A couple of days ago. Uh, you know, For your money, the greatest sports moment of all time. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. Shot heard around the world is pretty damn amazing as well, but I'm a baseball guy over a hockey guy. Well, I mean, and I get it. Yeah, Politics, blah, 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 Russia. Hostages. I just, I mean, neutral. Looking at it neutrally, without, you know, I mean, yeah, the Caps winning the Cup would be up there. The Redskins winning the Super you, Bowl yeah. a few times, okay, that sort of thing. The Nats winning the World Series, but um, yeah, the Miracle on Ice for my money is is. But anyway, um, I like trying to think of American-born players. Like Mike Madano comes to mind as that was the one I that was the one I left off. I left off Madano because you know that. Is it funny that I remember Mike Madonna more for his brief appearance in the movie The Mighty Ducks? <laughs> well, I mean, he's not. I don't think he ever actually. Well, maybe he won a cup with Dallas that one year. Um, was he he played with Hull, didn't he? Or was that later? Yeah, he has the most goals and points for a United States born player. Yeah, as, as he should. And I think, you know, him and him and Parise. And I'm just I'm trying to remember that game in Salt Lake City and who was on the ice for that overtime loss when Sid scores the goal and, and gives Canada the win. And I know Parise, he'd scored, of course, the, the game-tying goal late in that one. Um, but uh, TJ Oshie, I mean, there's somebody who, yeah. who, who I mean, who Speaking, can, who speaking of Olympic moments, yes. Olympic moments where that shootout against, uh, was it Russia? Yeah. Is that who they're playing? Where, where he, he basically single-handedly won the shootout because... He was the only one who could make a goal, it seemed like, yeah. on, on the American side of things. He was the only one who could score. Um, but we just talked about him, hottest hottest player in hockey right now, Austin Matthews. Like, you know, his career, he's only 272 games into his career. He's got 153 goals and 123 assists. Like, that dude's going to be huge for a really, really long time. And with, like, what we talked about a couple weeks ago with the pros coming back to the uh, 
Olympics, man. The Olympics, He's yeah. going to be a major force for the United States hockey team, and, and good luck slowing him down. Oh, yeah, 100%. You, I like, I'm looking at some of the current players that, that are on this. This is on John Buchagras's list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Eichel. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jack Eichel. Uh, we we talked about this guy also in the first half of the show, Patrick Kane. Mm-hmm. Like can't 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 look the other way on him. Let's see a couple of ones that are. Those might be the only crowd. Oh, no, John Carlson. Yeah, the Caps defender. I remember he was uh, on the under eighteen team, and then he like showed up in the playoffs against game two of Mon- against Montreal and scored the time. Yeah, Carlson. He's a he's a hell of a defender. What kind of uh... fan are you, man? Uh, my my <laughs> he doesn't uh... seem like a kid anymore. My my name that I was happy to see. So I don't know if it's just that I have all these bitter bus memories of times when the Chicago Blackhawks beat the Chicago or the St. Louis Blues, and that's why these names stick out. But like uh, Tony Amante, yeah. like respect Tony Amante, uh, Jeremy Roenick. Oh, Jr. God, Jr. Dude, that guy. I, I like. I don't. Oh man, he was so good. He was so tough. He he beat you up. He would score. He could assist. Oh, I, uh, well, probably the behind Chelios, barely for top Jersey in the Chicagoland area, but not by much. Like, just, he was just so good. And, oh, I, I wish, I wish he, I wish he played for a different team. Um, let's see. What about American, what about American born hockey players that you might have hated, like Pat LaFontaine? Are there any American born, how about Joe Mullen? Uh, Joe LaFontaine. Mullen from the Penguins. He scored the goal in the Easter epic. Yeah, LaFontaine. Joe Mullen, winger for the Penguins. Phil Kessel. I mean, he's somebody who I, I kind of yeah. look at as like, okay, he's a real pain in the ass. Um, Johnny Gaudreau. There you go. Johnny Hockey. Yep. That's, um, I'm just kind of like looking through some of the lists. And of course, Patrick Kane, who goes back to Chicago. We t- mentioned him. Um, oh, I got. I got to represent. Okay, so I wouldn't have thought of this guy because his his he kind of hit a little dip in his career. He's he's a little bit on a bit of a bounce back right now, but uh, he he has won two Stanley Cups. He's won a Conn Smythe and uh, went to school at the University of Massachusetts. Goalie for the Los Angeles Kings, Jonathan Quick. Oh yeah, there you go, he's Jonathan a, Quick. All the hockey the main player. reason they won a, the first cup for sure. The second one, eh, maybe not, but. Yeah. Um, like, you got to be doing something right. Yeah, Jonathan Quick was one of the best goalie. Yeah, Pat Lafontaine. You mentioned him. I'm just kind of scrolling through some of these listings. There's your man Brian Leach. Uh, oh, Mike Richter, goalie. Yeah, Mike Mike Richter. There you go. He was he was the goalie in Salt Lake City, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's another one. Um, let's see what do we got. Yeah, these all familiar guys. Yeah, I mean these guys have got Brett Hall listed as as honorable mention for team. But he played. Did he play for Team USA or Team Canada? But he was Canadian born. Uh, like that's where I, that's where Willie. Like he, like he wasn't an American born hockey player. So I can't like regardless of who he played for. You mentioned Chris uh, Chelios, but like any list like this, and this guy, I would put him on the list just because of the significance of the goal he scored. He definitely is not one of the best player, but. You got to put like Michael Ruzioni and consider him on this whole thing because of right, right, right. the goal that he scored. And and he was not the most talented, most heart of anybody on the list. I'd say, okay, I can buy into that. Um, but, you know, talent wise, no, none of the, none of the kids on the U.S. hockey team. Ah, that's not true. 
Some of them, Craig had a mediocre NHL career, that's for sure. But uh, Mark Johnson had a pretty solid career, I think. Yeah. What about uh, Joe Pavelski? Yes, Pavelski. Definitely Joe Pavelski would be, uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. It's funny. I'm looking at, I'm looking at a ranker list now, now that we're just kind of pulling names out and seeing yeah, Mark, like just Mark names Johnson, that I don't Neil Broughton. John Van Beesbrook. Oh, the Rangers goalie. Yeah. Neil Broughton. There's a name I haven't thought about in a long time. Yeah. He was solid. Brian Suter. These are a lot of these are starting to turn into names. I hadn't really Tom Barrasso. 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 Yeah. Joe Mullen for Ryan, the Penguins. Yeah. Ryan Miller. Pat LaFucking Fontaine. Oh. God damn. <laughs> So if you can't tell everybody, Dave's still a little bitter over Pat LaFontaine. That Uh, goal early in the morning on Easter Sunday, all those many years ago. I mean, I remember watching that game and we're just sitting there. All these two goalies were making unbelievable saves. I mean, just stuff that no way that they made. And so you just knew that the goal that was going to come in was going to be some garbage bullshit. And sure enough, he just he just takes his shot from the blue line, gets a puck, just turns around and throws it at the net and it goes in. After four overtime, those are those are those are the worst feelings ever. Like yeah. as a Blues fan, like Brent Brendan Shanahan did it did it to us, like, and we just never forget it. Like it just sits with you forever, I and it turns it. your stomach. Yeah, so. the Lafontaine but, goal. Um, who was the guy who scored in for Pittsburgh in the fourth overtime against the Caps? I forget. I mean, that's that's a franchise error. I mean, can you think of any other franchises that have lost multiple four overtime games? Than Washington, no, no, it's it's it's. But again, we all have our own level of suffering, right? We We've all well, but you we made, all think you that we've suffered in the more show. You raised a really good point that winning the cup for the Caps in 2018 and the Blues in 2019 kind of removed some of that angst that we always had every year. But at some point, that'll start building up again, and you start looking at the collapses that they start to you know rear their ugly head again, and you're like, and well. I've never, I've never shied away from the fact that I was thoroughly disappointed, thoroughly disappointed with what happened to the St. Louis Blues in the pandemic paused slash shortened season where they were playing high level hockey. They just, they just were, they were playing high level hockey. Then that pause happened. And when they came back, they just never got it back. They just never got it back. And then from there, it was a slow descent into mediocrity where where the blues are kind of back to where they were prior to their cup run where they're a wild card to middling team that is trying to find still kind of trying to find their way but i am way less intense about my blues now that they have now that they've gotten that monkey off the the, their their back like i i mean i i i've shared it like i wept like I was more emotional over the Blues winning the Stanley Cup than any other of my teams winning a championship because I I watched what I still consider it's not the best baseball game ever played but it's the best baseball game I ever watched where game the six. the Cardinals game six so the Cardinals beat the Rangers in eleven innings and in just the wildest finish I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, oh, to, and I, and I mean, like, and I'm a baseball fan, and I mean. That grand slam that Howie Kendrick hits in game five against the Dodgers is going to live forever, you know, and just sending those fans packing out of Chavez Ravine. And I live a hundred miles from LA, so I took great satisfaction. And so, yeah, I get it, you know, but I, I agree that when the Caps winning the cup after 44 years, and it was even longer for the Blues, and it was just, 
and they did it back to back years. It's like mine in twenty eighteen, right, then right. yours the next year, and you start thinking, okay, who's going to be the next long suffering fan base to get something? Um, but yeah, I, I think. I mean, I don't know if it lowered the expectations. I know for me, my expectations are very tempered with the team because I know they're in a transitional thing, and and I love I love Spencer Carberry as a coach. This this kid has got it. He's doing the best he can with it. And I love the fact that he never is complacent. He's always mixing up lines, got OV scoring again. So I think, you know, they've got some pieces in place. But yeah, I, you know, if they don't make the playoffs this year, I'm not surprised. Disappointed a little, but the expectation level is is altered now. So when I, I, I'm sure you feel kind of the some of the same stuff about the Blues. Yeah, like I, I would like to have been sustained. But we all want a dynasty, but we don't all have Patrick right. Mahomes. But or... I, but I also but it, well, it's and it's also just damned hard to do. Like especially in the NHL. Like you know, we talked about this a couple of years ago when Hockey Talk first started. You know, and and we would give Tony a hard time about his Tampa Bay Lightning, but you had to respect him because back to back, just win it. Back to back champs. I mean, so, you you got to tip your cap to that. You do, and they were. Oh. They got back that third year to three Pete and they lost, you know, but they were right there. Yep. Right. And it's yeah, hockey's a grind. I would say more than any sport, the Stanley Cup playoffs are are, are a grind and a half. Yeah. And to win a Stanley Cup as a team, I I put that up with any other great feat in sports because it really is it's it's an amazing feat. So all right, Dave, great conversation. Glad we were able to have that one. We are going to wrap it up though, as we are coming up on the end of the show. But before we do that, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on the ChairShot Radio Network and on the socials? Yeah, you can find me on the platform formerly known as Twitter that we, some of us, call Twix now, at Attitude Ag, that is at Attitude A-G-G, uh, Facebook.com. <laughs> you have to think about that one a little bit. <laughs> It's like, wait, what am I doing here? Um, it's like, which platform? Um, Facebook.com forward slash Attitude of Aggression and on Instagram and threads at Attitude of Aggression, all one word. Apologize for that cough there, everybody. You can follow me on the X Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can catch me every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday for a little while here on the Chairshot Radio Network. I'm now talking nerdy stuff on Mondays with Dave and a slew of other folks. Hockey and music with Dave on Tuesdays. Wrestling with Craig DeMarco on Wednesdays. And for a limited time only on a limited series, college basketball with PC Tunney. On Thursday, I and we ain't keeping that one outside once once the tournament happens. I like imagine we were a fill in after his NFL like, season was over. Mrs. O'Dowd is probably eyeing you like, uh, what are you doing over there? Well, the, the recording schedule works. The recording schedule works and is not a big deal. But anyway, thank you everyone for listening to this week's edition of Hockey Talk. Dave and I will be back with you next week to go over everything that was the week that was in the NHL. Until then, we will be seeing you. You have been listening to Hockey Talk here on the Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com. Now Petrov controls back to Parlamov, skating in on the left side. Into the American end, 55 seconds, but Mikhailov has the puck. Mikhailov sweeping in, out in front, backhander goes wide. I think Craig might have got a just a piece of it. Mikhailov, back out to Billy Legendov. 43 seconds remaining. Check into the boards, it comes back to center ice. 38, 37 seconds left in the game. Petrov with it, the Americans on top, four to three. Long shot, Craig able to get a piece of it to sweep it away. 28 seconds, the crowd going insane. 
Carlamar. Shooting it into the American end again. Morrow is back there. Now Johnson, 19 seconds. Johnson over to Ramsey. Bill Lechanoff gets checked by Ramsey. McClanahan is there. The puck is still loose. 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to Schultz. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.